Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Yes She Can Project. I am thrilled to be joined by the gorgeous Angie. Hi, Angie. Hi, darling. Thank you for inviting me along. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, could you give me a brief introduction into who you are and what you do, please? Thank you. I'll try and not do it in 30 seconds and rush, <laughs> as we were talking about earlier. <laughs> so I'm Angie Simmons. I'm a single mom. I come from a mining town called Mansfield near Nottingham. I'm a personal development and mental wellness mentor and the founder of the Growth Development Foundation. Mm -hmm. And what that is all about, um, the personal development and mental wellness mentor is built from my story. Um, Mm -hmm. So what I've done is I've now turned my mental mess into my message to Mm -hmm. help inspire and empower and support open mission driven people, you know, whether it be woman or a man, people that feel themselves stuck in life and they want to change their lives, but they're not quite sure how. What I do is I teach people my Majala program, which is my mind management toolkit and also journaling. Oh, wonderful. Um, So going back to um, the beginnings of your journey into starting doing what you do now, um, you had such a turbulent time. Um, Do you mind talking me through kind of the circumstances that led up to you deciding to start your business? Of course. See, we haven't got a a car outside or a phone buzzing or we've now got a cat that's going to go yeah anyway (laughs) it's all alive it's all good so in January 2007 I was the happiest I'd ever been um I used to live down south Uh, well I've always I'm from I'm from the not from Nottingham but I moved down south when I was younger um I got fed up with being on the dole I'd got no qualifications whatsoever and okay. I decided that I wanted qualifications, which I ended up in Butlins and Bognor Regis oh. for, for a MBQ in silver service. I still didn't get a certificate because the company went bust, but never mind. Oh, it, no. was only, it was only supposed to be a six months course and I stayed down there seven years. Wow. And it was when I met my brother Tony's best friend, Conrad, mm-hmm. and I just turned around and went, I want to be with him. So I came home. Oh. Um, we got married, uh, we bought our first home in 2001. We got mm-hmm. married in 2003 and we had a beautiful baby girl in 2005. Oh. Um, I'd been working in catering for quite a long, quite a few years, but I had a breakdown from work-related stress. Okay. One of the things that most people don't realise, we're brought up with this mentality of go to school, get a good education so you can get a good job. So you can work, 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 work and put all mm-hmm. your effort into building somebody else's dream yeah totally. that's what I was doing I was always taught to do the best you can so working extra hours doing this anyway um the company did not appreciate the amount of work that I put in and in yeah. fact I went for a manager's job I'd been training managers up I then okay. got told that I wasn't good enough to be a manager but somebody that I trained was now going to be my manager oh my gosh so you can imagine it just yeah so, yeah I had uh, work-related stress I was given the tablets for depression and anxiety I decided to go to university wow as I said never I had two qualifications in art from school mm-hmm. so me going to university was like well my ex-husband that you know he mentioned it he was like right okay um go to uni I was like did you see my qualifications at school <laughs> but he was like but you love animals and he's right okay. I always loved animals so I decided to go to university everything was fantastic everything was great 
And then the day after my daughter's second birthday, um, that's when life pulled a huge rug from underneath my feet. Oh. Um, I'd just been downtown with my daughter Summer, mm-hmm. and I was really shocked when I got home to see that Connie was still Conrad, Connie, Con, Poe, depending <laughs> on what um, mood I'm in, whatever name you get. Um, he was still here. Right. Like, Why are you here? And a lot of people talk about your brain, your gut brain, and all that sort of stuff. This mm-hmm. one lies to you. You know, right. it's designed to keep you safe. The gut brain does not lie. So, you know, when you get hear that gut instinct, listen yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I had the gut instinct and I was like, something's not right. Something's not mm-hmm. right. It's not right. And, uh, well, within I think, half an hour, an hour, my fears were concerned. Yeah, I got the phone call and I still remember that scream that left my mouth as I slid down the washing machine. It, oh. it was just, I can't describe the pain. Um, knowing my, you know, Connie had gone out to see if he could find Tony because okay. uh, he was on his way out to my house for that motorbike ride. And um, Tony's your brother, isn't he? Yeah, Tony's my brother. <laughs> so he'd gone to find Tony. So then I knew that Connie was on the bike. Right. I couldn't get in touch with my mum. She'd gone shopping. Uh, my biological father, thankfully, answered the phone. Right. I didn't want to tell anybody over the phone what had happened. It didn't mm-hmm. kill me, basically. Um, I just wanted to get them all to the hospital. Right. That didn't go to plan. Um, my mum was screaming down the phone, why do I need to get to hospital? Why? I'm just like, just please get to the hospital and wait for me. Mm-hmm. My biological father, as soon as he saw me face, he knew. But yeah. Con was on his bike. And I was like, just meet me at the hospital. Just meet me. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't listen to me. I'm coming okay. home. Just meet me at the hospital. Anyway, um, so Tony had been, he'd been killed, bless his little heart. And uh, it was, I blame myself. Um, it was me that got Tony into motorbikes. When I said I came home from down south, I'd got mm-hmm. a motorbike. Tony didn't right. like it. How can my big sister have a motorbike and I haven't got one? Mm-hmm. So he was on a mission. And every time I got a bigger bike, he had to get a big bike. And I just <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's a term of endearment when I say this, by the way. We used to call it, I, men up here sometimes, brothers call each other shag, or we used to. Okay. So I'd be like, ah, shag, what are you doing? I'm the cat lady, not you. You haven't got nine lives. Yes. It was his ninth accident. He was, was a, it? Yeah. He, he, he kept trying to do things on a bike that you're not supposed to, and he kept falling off and hurting Oh, my himself. gosh. So, you know, it was his ninth accident. And because it was me that introduced him to it, I instantly went down that path of, it's my fault. Oh, um, I'd killed my brother. That's exactly how I felt. I'd actually killed, because Tone, I've got three brothers, but Tony was my best friend. Yeah. And we, we weren't growing up as siblings, <laughs> beated each other up and did all sorts <laughs> yeah. of when we were kids. But when I left, that's when we really, really connected. And yeah. We, we were like chalk and cheese. We knew we, what each other was going to say, what we just oh. think, were thinking. So um, the thing was, like I say, I blamed myself. But unfortunately for me, others did too. Oh, and this is, this is when I added alcohol to the mix of tablets. Okay. And, and it was just a bid to shut this up. Yeah. Um, and it's because I didn't know any better at the time. Mm-hmm. It was just drying your sorrows, drying your sorrows, drying your sorrows. And then on Boxing Day, I'd already dropped it out. Boxing Day 2009, my husband also left. Oh, um, for goodness sake. At the time, I blamed him. You know, I can't believe you leaving me in this state. Yeah. Um, but looking back at it, 
he'd had two years of me just self-destructing. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't be around it anymore. So I can't, I can't imagine though, Angie, how difficult that must have been, not only to have lost your brother, but then to have your family confirming the things that you're already thinking about such a tragic event. How how I know that you said that you, you know, you added alcohol to the mix, but how was that for you as a person? If I say that I don't blame my ex-husband for leaving, I wanted to leave, just not mm-hmm. in the way he did. I was okay. Tony. Yeah. That that's that's yeah, I got a beautiful baby girl. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, you know, family, friends, lots of people supporting me. Yeah. I just wanted Tony. And so, you just wanted it to be away from the thoughts that were in your head, yeah. I bet, as well. Yeah, so when when Conrad left, it was like, you know, when we're going to that start, nobody loves you, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Downward spiral of and we all do it. We all have moments in our lives when we think that we're not valued or we're not needed or whatever mm. BS story we're telling ourselves. Yeah. So when my husband left, it was like, see, told you, he'd never been yeah. married, never had this. A comment when I was a child, it's going to take somebody extra special to take you on board. So oh. when he left, see, you can't even, Yeah. you were told when you was a kid that you'd never, you'd never keep mm-hmm. a relationship. So it was, you're not loved. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a very, very, very dark time. What, very what dark time. was your strength? Was it your daughter, would you say? Was I would say, you? without realising, yes. Mm-hmm. Even though I told myself she would be better off, yeah, I couldn't do that to her. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was 11 years old and my granddad, bless him, loved my granddad. He lived in Scotland and his, uh, my, my nonna passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah, and he, I think it was two years after my nana had passed away. He couldn't handle it. And he, you know, he committed suicide. Really? I, I could Aww. never put somebody through that pain. Yeah, you know, because you'd been on the receiving end already. Yeah. But also, to the thing, when I think about it, my thoughts have got that low that I have really, really considered it. Yeah, but <laughs> I've not had the guts to do it. It must take a lot of guts to do something like that as well, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. Um, but also knowing being through the pain myself. I, yeah. I couldn't do that. Because they said they say, don't they, that it's 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 a temp it's a permanent fix to a temporary problem. It is something yes. like that. Because you know, th- things can most of the time can always be worked through. You can always get better. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. But for, for people that are in that situation when they don't see that, like you did. I mean, it's it's just a blessing that that you didn't, you know, carry through on your thoughts. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, there's also that stigma. That, yeah. You know, I'm not sure. My, my daughter's definitely not got that because I've made sure I flipped the switch and, you know, changed that. Um, yeah. But I was brought up with this. If you cry. You're a wimp. Mm-hmm. If you ask for help, you're weak. And people are going to look down at you. So this. So asking for help is one of the hardest things that people can do. Yeah, definitely. What I've found, it's the most empowering thing to do. Yeah. Again, it takes a hell of a lot of strength Mm -hmm. to ask for help. A hell of a lot. And unfortunately, a lot of people get that down on themselves that they haven't got that strength to ask. Yeah. And they don't want to show any signs of weakness because they already feel weak within themselves anyway. Exactly. Exactly. 
Angie, journaling is a massive, massive part um, of what you do. Um, what are the circumstances surrounding um, your starting for journaling? Because it kind of came along at a really pivotal time and, and really, really helped you to move forward, didn't it? Absolutely. So the first turning point in my life um, from where I was, was 2014 mm-hmm. when I was introduced to personal development. Okay. And all it was was a CD. Somebody gave me a CD and asked me to put it in the car. Now, really? you remember me talking about the drink. I was angry with the world and everything, Michelle. Yeah. I was listening to thrash metal music in my car. <sighs> that, that yeah. So I've now got to put a CD in my car, take out the thrash metal stuff and listen mm-hmm. to this guy pipe on about what the hell is this? <laughs> and I was like, no, listen to it and listen to it. Something was guiding me to listen. Yeah. So I kept listening and listening and listening. And that got me into personal development. I heard about journaling mm-hmm. several times, like Jim Rowan, great philosopher, always talks about Jim, uh, talks about journaling. I honestly thought it was a crock of whatever. Yeah. I'm trying not to swear here because, yeah, I've got sometimes... You can swear, it's fine. ...get patty mouth sometimes and trying not to. But I honestly, I thought it was a crack. I don't I yeah. what. Really, writing down, writing helps. So I didn't... I, I never picked a book up. I never, you know, did anything okay. like that. And then in February, something about February, my daughter hates her birthday, bless her. Uh-huh. February 2018... Um, just before my daughter's birthday, not after this time, thankfully, my mum passed away suddenly from cancer. Oh. We knew she was ill, mm-hmm. um, but we thought she, she'd she been told she'd got 10 years. Okay. Six months. Oh, my God. Um, it, she just literally spiralled really, really quickly. And um, my mum, bless her heart, love her, miss her loads. But we said at her funeral that she was a creator of her own life. In other words, she had a museum. Okay. She kept everything. And, Did she? Oh. Yeah. And she had a council house. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know, but you have two weeks to empty a council house. Seriously? Two weeks. Now, um, I had a hell of a lot to do. I still got you know, dog grooming business, which I've still got. I had to try and keep that afloat. So I had to keep trying to work through what I'd got, you know, with all the emotions. Mm-hmm. My daughter became extremely ill oh. because... The same people that attacked me when my brother was killed attacked me again. Oh, for God's sake. So I knew I needed something else to add to my well-being routine that I'd been doing yeah. for a few years. Um, and uh, I was sat there one day in my mum's chair with a coffee and I'd got a pile of paperwork to go through. Mm-hmm. And I was going through all this paper, bin, 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 but what is this? And all it was was a small, in fact, still got it. I've not got it here with me, but I've normally got it with me. Yeah. Um, my mum's almanac diary. My mum was a white witch. Okay. And I sat there and I thought she'd only made a couple of entries. So I decided I was going to use this diary to connect to mum. And all I did was start writing down a couple of sentences in the morning, a couple mm-hmm. of sentences in the evening, and then I was monitoring the three key actions. Okay. But that sliding doors moment, Michelle, was just... It was the missing piece of my jigsaw because Aww. when people, like I say, I got my mum's funeral to organise. My mum wanted to be buried with my brother. Okay. She also wanted a pagan funeral. Right. Which I knew was going to cause lots of conflict. And did your family not agree with 
that side of your mum's life? My mum's side of the family were amazing. Okay. They knew my mum and they was absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, they were a bit sort of like, what is this? But <laughs> they knew, mum used to say when we were a kid, we're black sheep of the family. Right. And, you know, I don't think, mean it, it wasn't in a nasty sense. It's just we mm-hmm. had different beliefs. Yeah. Because um, my, my family is very highly Christian. And I remember okay. actually when I got married and I had a pagan, I had, I had a hand fast in Sherwood Forest. And oh. then I had a medieval banquet for cool. the evening. And my grandma turned around to me, she says, that's the most beautiful wedding I've ever been to. Oh. Was like, <laughs> but yeah, it, the turning point was the journaling was, like I said, I'd got all this stuff going off. Yeah. Organising the funeral, looking after my daughter, helping my siblings, emptying my mum's house. Mm-hmm. That's exactly oh. what my life felt at that time. Um, yes, I did have a bit of chance to process the, you know, and work through my grief, but yeah, that came a bit later. Were you worried at any point that such a tragic time was going to just reopen old wounds and you were just going to be straight back in the position that you were before? Absolutely. Like I said, I was just, I knew I felt different. You know, when okay. I got that, that phone call, that conversation yeah. that I knew was coming, I was just like, I don't think so. Okay. Years ago, that would have derailed me for a long yeah. time. But I just went, no. And yeah. the greatest sentence I've heard is no. People don't yeah. understand that no is a full sentence. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And do you remember that? I'm not sure. Um, somebody maybe who's watching or listening remembers the cartoon character Batfink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my wings are like a shield of steel. That's how I felt. But some bullets were getting through. Okay. So I knew I needed more. I knew yeah. I needed to do something more than I'd been doing already. Mm-hmm. But we might start doing this, this, this writing down. I wouldn't even call it journaling at the time. Okay. Just writing, just writing your thoughts. Writing thoughts down mm-hmm. and monitoring a couple of actions. But it made such a massive difference to how I dealt with what was going off. I was very, very worried that I was going to go downhill again. Massively worried. And that's when I thought I need to ramp my stuff up because I can't go back there again. That's showing how much strength you have, though, that you were aware of that. So the work that you had done in the meantime really served you well so that you didn't, so that you recognised what was going on. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, definitely. So yeah, it was it was a huge, huge, shoot like I say jigsaw piece. You know, I, I thought I'd got things sorted. I think we all do sometimes, don't we? Think we've got it all sorted. <laughs> and life goes, Poof! And that, that literally pulled the rug from underneath my feet. But I weren't this time. I didn't land on my back. I okay. actually landed on my knees and was able to get back up. Brilliant. So, so yeah. with you, um, you talked about the Majala method. Um, can you explain a bit more to me about what that means and how, you know, how you teach it and how people can implement it in their lives when they come yeah. to you for your services? Absolutely. So started with the journal, which was my well-being routine, because okay. I couldn't find a journal. Well, I, well, originally I was looking for a journal because I yeah. started doing this bit. And I bought a couple and I'm like, there's not enough. There's not enough in this journal. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it was my coach at the time. She says, well, why don't you design one? And I was like. Go figure. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> which you you know Claire, Claire Cahill. Yeah. It was Claire that just said, Well, why don't you design one? And I was like, okay, let's do it. Uh. One of the things I realized from that that thing was I love being creative. 
Okay. And the thing for the listeners, when you are being creative, you're in flow. Yes. Whatever that creation is for you, mm-hmm. whenever you're feeling in flow and you're feeling high energy, keep going because that yeah. will take you along. And no, that's really- releasing a lot of things as well because you, you've got an outlet, haven't you? Indeed. So as I said, the, the journal was working. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd built it up to a year-long undated journal. Okay. I structured it. With my mum's almanac, one of the things I saw was the moon. Okay. And I was like, what's this moon business about? And it's always <laughs> as, it's, we don't realise how many questions we ask the universe. Okay. On a daily basis. But that Definitely. was one of my questions. What's all this about? Mm-hmm. Within a week, I ended up at a moonology class. No way. No <laughs> and I sat there and I went, wow. Uh, wow. And I, she reckon, reckoned, reckoned, recommended a book. Okay. That one, which is a moonology journal. Oh, and cool. Went, oh, wow. So <laughs> I went on to that one and so, and then I went back, but I need more, I need more, I need more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's when this beauty came out. I do this, uh-huh. but people know the size of it. It's not a flimsy oh, it's thick, isn't it? It's, one. it's year long, it's undated, but it's a workbook. Right. So Majala is that. Okay. I teach the science behind the journal. Right. And how it works. So Majala is about helping people gain more clarity about their life. Yeah. Helping them with more connection with the inner the world the, the inner work yeah also the outer world so most of us don't realize how much the outer world affects the inner world yeah definitely so it's about giving them them that strength and that courage mm-hmm. to say like me earlier no yeah it's so almost it's, like building an invisible shield around you still being a part of the outer world so to speak but yeah. being that strong on the inside and working on your own self-development that those kind of things can just bounce off almost yeah absolutely so the journal came along by like say talking to Claire then I met a lady at the at a network and just before lockdown actually okay and she was like oh you're the lady you're the lady and the journal I need to see the journal I'm like it's not been out that long oh okay (laughs) So I got the journal out and she just went, there's a course in this journal. And I was like, there's a what? She says, there's a course. And I say that for people to understand. Sometimes we can't see the wood for the trees. Absolutely. Listen to other people because they can, when they give you input, because mm-hmm. they, they might be able to see something that you can't see. Yeah. And I just looked at her and I was like, of course, really? She went, well, why is that in there? What's that for? What's the moons for? Because mm-hmm. in the journal is also a mood and moon tracker. Okay. Especially women don't realise that your mood and everything go round um, within the moon. The okay. moon affects the earth. It affects yeah. the planet. It affects the oceans. Mm-hmm. water. So, of course, it's going to affect us. Oh, my so God, yeah. I, got, I started, like, looking at it all. Um, yeah. And going, oh, my God. And then, like, noticing my own cycle, my monthly cycle. Yeah. But also how the moon affects me personally. Okay. Um, whether, you know, whether I'm going to be in flow or not. So mm-hmm. I'm going to moonology, um, so that was part of bringing in, uh, that's why it came in the journal, but yeah, I talked about uh, Majala, sorry, I'm going on a tangent. So it's about <laughs> helping people gain more clarity, understanding where they are, how right. they've got to, you know, so looking at your past, how mm-hmm. you started and where you've got to now, looking at that and where you want to move forward. Okay. Connection in the outer world, 
The third um, pillar of it, like I say, it's my own methodology. It's mm-hmm. all about mindset. So yeah. helping people with different types of things to help them with the mindset. And the last one is growth. Because as we all know, nothing grows, nothing works without growth. Yeah, absolutely. Everything stays the same. If you don't water a plant, it dies. Mm-hmm. We're the same. So yeah, the Majala, it's my own uh, mind management toolkit. It's about right. helping people step out of the past and into the future for true transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a seven-week mentoring program. Brilliant. Um, and as I say, it's the journal is the course. The course is the journal. Yeah, they're all so intertwined. So after seven weeks, they've still got the journal to carry on what I've taught them, taught yeah. them through the seven weeks. Definitely. So I've noticed as well, Angie, on the front of your journal and through a lot of your social media posts and on your website, it's your mantra is, how am I feeling today? How important do you think it is for us, you know, especially as women in particular, how important is it for us to ask ourselves that question every day and kind of check in? I don't think it's just for women, mm-hmm. but then more for women because men sometimes don't ask. We are not connected to our feelings most of the time. Okay. We talked about it earlier, stiff upper lip. Don't ask yeah. about it. Don't do that. Oh, no, that's weak, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. When you start understanding your thoughts, feelings, and actions, because you need to understand them because they're paramount to your own emotional and mental well-being. Yeah. And growth as well. Growth. So me personally asking how I'm feeling it's about me going inside and connecting with me as an energy being yeah. as a person as mm-hmm. a mom it's about me time that is the reason yeah. why I asked how I'm feeling because obviously at the time mm-hmm. I was feeling awful I was feeling like yeah. I was going back years and I didn't want to go back there mm-hmm. so how am I feeling it triggers a different type of side of the brain for you to think and go right so actually how am I feeling how am I feeling present with myself Mm -hmm. getting that out of your head because most people will ruminate constantly ruminate over stuff and then they wonder why they can't sleep yeah I do the same they've got this stuff going off in their head saying that you know and most of us go to bed thinking about the stuff that we haven't done instead of going to bed celebrating about what the stuff we have done that's something so simple like that can yeah. turn things round for people. Exactly. That's amazing. So that that is my first question in the journal. For the first, mm-hmm. couple of, my journal split in two parts: morning, okay. and evening. So the morning is literally about how am I feeling, doing your gratitude, doing your affirmations, doing your planning, your meditation, all that sort. Of, you know, all the well yeah. stuff that's out there that so many leaders are teaching. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's woo woo, but it's not. Far no. from woo woo. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, we're feeling beings we're not robots we are part of yeah. this planet we are connected to everything yeah absolutely. so when we get into ourselves mm-hmm. then life feels a bit better so Definitely. when i said earlier about going to sleep my last question is what's made you happy and proud okay so instead of going to bed going i haven't done this 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 you're actually going to bed i've done this i've done this and this has made me happy and, that, and you sleep better and you're lifting your energy just by pointing out to yourself the things that you've managed to achieve that day no matter how small they are yeah and the biggest thing you know when I speak to people who've got the journal guess which bit that they don't fill in the most I don't know the last question ah 
what have I done to make me happy and proud? Because mm-hmm. most people, you know, will will get up in the morning and you know something will go wrong, which will totally derail the day, and the entire day is shit. Yeah. But when you sit there and go, so what's made me happy and proud? You'll be amazed how many things you can actually find. Mm-hmm. And then, it, as you say, it lifts your energy. But yeah. most people, when they're in that, everything's crap. Yeah. They don't want to lift. It's not they don't want to, but they're not accustomed to doing we're not that. Programmed. We're not mm-hmm. programmed to do it. So and it's, and it's like honest, you said about this. Sometimes this, I do it. Yeah. It's like you said about the stiff upper lip, though, as well. It's almost like... I think as a society and over the years, up until recently when people have started talking a lot more about this kind of thing and being open about it, people are often reluctant to kind of celebrate the things that they've done and feel happy and proud within themselves because it's not it's not society's way, is it? It's, it's really odd. No. Um, one of my go-tos for that, that, that particular thing is don't be big-headed. Yeah. Who, do you think, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Not boasting. And it's why can't we boast? Why can't we be happy and proud? Mm-hmm. We've done something, we've achieved something. Why can't we stand up to, on, on the you know on a rooftop and shout, yes, look what I've done? <laughs> yeah. I still do it myself, but that's mm-hmm. my old programming. Yeah. And you know, some people go, Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know about that. Why aren't you told me about that? And I'm like, Yeah, Stop you it. go small, don't you? But go really, small. we you all do be it. Proud. After all these years now, it's been eight years I've been doing my inner work. Mm-hmm. I still have times where I just got Angie, get over yourself. You know, why are you not? My daughter, she boasts, shouts, left, right and centre. Because I, as I said earlier, I flipped that switch. I'm not having yeah. her feeling like that. She's mm-hmm. got every reason to be proud for all the hard work that she's done. So yeah. have I, so have you, so has everybody else. Definitely. But, you know, and if there is somebody there that is saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. They don't deserve to be in your life. Yeah, I always talk about finding the people that elevate you, not deflate yeah. you. Stay away from the mood hoovers. Mood hoovers, I love it that. It sucks the life out of you. Keep away from them. They are the mood hoovers of life. Like, oh, you're one of those. Bye then. Oh yeah, it, it, it is one of those situations that we, we need to celebrate who we are. Because if we don't celebrate what we've done, what we've achieved, who we are, then that negative spiral will just keep going. It'll keep going down the generations as well. The same way that obviously we've been affected and our generation's been affected by the way that we were brought up and the things that we were led to believe. Yeah, absolutely. So what's coming next for um, the Growth Development Foundation, Angie? What's coming next? Wow. <laughs> That's uh, a large yeah. question. I was, no, I was, if you saw, I don't call it a to-do list. Okay. I call it get shit done list. I like that. That sounds better. (laughs) And the thing is, what I've learned as well, because it's it's so big sometimes. I go right. What what can I do? That's overwhelming. Yeah, totally. But also, I know that I'm the I'm in flow when I'm creative, Mm -hmm. and I have been. I don't know about anybody else. With COVID, it's hit a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I've been in that sense where I've not been in flow. I've not been creative. Okay. And I had this question to myself again the other day or asked, right, what's next? <laughs> and then I have a lovely phone call from Abbey Head. And we sort of talked about it a bit ago, but we didn't talk about it. So we are now collaborating and I'm doing a 30 day journal for journalists. Wow. So I'm designing that with Abby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also putting my course online. So 
don't get me wrong I would prefer people to be on the course with me because then I can do anything that comes up for them Mm -hmm. and and chat to them but I understand there's a lot of people that you know they, they want to just do courses online so I am going to be doing that okay so that's going to be innovating growth development foundation because it it means that I've got ever ready content for people to just do yeah. whatever they want to mm-hmm. it can slot in people's lives that way can't it and they can dip in and out when they when they have the time yeah it can um the biggest one that's coming up for me at the moment is I'm looking at changing growth development foundation into a CIC okay so I can help more people because now I can get I'll be able to get government grant funding so I can help yeah. people who are really struggling that can't afford to be on a course okay. to help with the mindset and personal yeah. development. And the big one, so the CIC should be coming soon. Yeah. Going online should be within the next six months. Mm-hmm. The big one, this is the big hairy scary goal. I'm so excited. I'm literally <laughs> on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I'm selling up. Are you? Yes. My daughter is at this, um, she wants to go to drama school. Okay. One thing I didn't mention earlier for for the listeners, when I was going through my bad time, someone was being picked on at school, bottom of her class, very ill. When my mum became, when my mum died, she became very ill again. So she was really, really struggling. Mm -hmm. I became self-employed and started working, well, I started working on myself, became self-employed, which gave me the time back to be there for her okay she wanted to follow her dream to become an actress she's done it twice on the west end oh, wow she's just left school with four a's two a stars oh just doing she's doing a mocks now she's doing her a levels to go to performing arts okay and she's just come out with triple a's oh my god that's brilliant i don't say that to impress anybody it's to impress upon people when yeah you, especially adults you work on you it affects your children absolutely yeah yeah so summer is now decided that she wants to go to london she wants to be on the west end she wants mm-hmm. to be on cruisers she has got so many goals it's Aww. just incredible to look at and it made me sit and look at myself and go come on Ange, you're not 50 yet you're not 60 <laughs> yet you're not you're not in the, you're not in the ground come on yeah i'm selling up mm-hmm. and i'm going to buy some land to be off grid so i can have my own well-being camp Ah, yay it's all going to be about getting back to nature and living off the land yeah so electricity would be solar panels okay be running water but i don't you know it's not going to be tvs and four walls and all that yeah. stuff. say four walls tree houses let's get yeah. back to oh my god so it's about inviting, inviting people on having my own allotment all that sort of stuff. So teaching people how to live off the land and get back to being a child again. Ah, oh. so and is that something that you've always been passionate about? I had a bit of a dream about twenty years ago, buying mm-hmm. some land, but didn't think about selling the house. It was just okay. having a campsite, just having a campsite. That's all it was. But the more I've got into the work that I do now, the yeah. more I've got into my spiritual side since mm-hmm. I passed away. The more I understand about us being connected to nature, the more it just it, it's hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. The past couple of years, and I'm like, I need to do this. Yeah. And what I've found, if you've got some, like and most people, they have a goal, a vision, a dream. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything about it because, one, they don't believe they can. Two, yeah. 
they struggle with seeing how they're going to get there. Okay. Most people focus on the stuff of getting there. Decide what you want to do and reverse it. Reverse engineer it. The universe will give you the steps. The universe will show you. It will give you opportunities. Mm -hmm. As long as you're doing the work to what, you know, I'm not saying sit on, sit on the sofa with a glass and then say, I want to be a millionaire and if they come tomorrow, it won't. <laughs> you're not actually doing any action to make it happen. Yeah. But if you're asking the right questions and taking the right action, then you'll be given the path. Definitely. And so for me, this just it keeps coming back. It keeps coming back and keeps coming back. And I'm like, uh-huh. will you listen, Ange? <laughs> yeah. There's only so many times. Take your own advice, yeah. Ange. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's only so many times to uh, bring it back to you. So it's a very hairy, scary goal. Um, but yes, I've decided I'm going to do it. What, what is do you the point you're scared of? This what I'm scared of more than anything is the loneliness side of it. Okay. Although I have spent, like I say, just before lockdown, I became lonely because I had to stop what I was doing, going out, socializing, yeah. and all that. Then COVID hit, boom. Mm-hmm. Now we're we're it, and I'm like, well, but I don't want to go back to that world. Yeah. There is a few friends that I still have. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not saying everybody was bad. It was just I. It, they didn't help me move forward. Okay. So, me being where I am now, I still got a few people about me around me. Yeah. But if I go off grid, I'm going to be totally on my own. Okay. And although I'm happy to be on my own a certain bit, because I say to people, the quieter you get, the more clarity you get. Yes. Totally. Because then you've but, got that clear completely yeah. clear space haven't you yeah yeah but being off grid away from everybody totally oh yeah all my days but then one of my friends was talking and she, uh, he said uh, so where do you see Letha and I went right centre parks but not centre parks I don't want <laughs> a big thing you know with uh, bars in it and I don't but and then I said and that's a bit big and then I went actually what the guy who owns centre parks don't live on centre parks no, no, exactly. what are you doing Ange? and he's that this brain as I say keeps trying to keep you safe yeah so it's all about this brain going uh no you can't do that uh, no. so it, it's natural to be scared yeah of course it is it's the comfort zone but yeah. I think the biggest one yeah is the loneliness but when I think about it am I going to be alone when I've got things that I need building and fixing and sorting mm-hmm and are you going to be alone when you invite people for like workshops and retreats and things like that not at all oh I'm so happy he's he's now finding my my partner they're out there to help me do it yeah (laughs) just putting it out there universe (laughs) I need someone that can build and do DIY because I can do bits but I can't build three houses so So Bob's a builder but in human form yes (laughs) <laughs> and not look like Bob the Builder, thank you. No. Well, I can't remember. It can look a bit more like Jason Momoa. Okay. I'd be happy with that. Right, universe, are you listening? Yeah, get busy. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been your highlight so far, Angie? In what do you mean? Um, in your growth development foundation and, and your journey, really. Highlight? God, there's been so many. Um, I think, can do I want to say about me or? Yes. Because I, I was my daughter. Just <laughs> um, Highlight for me has been taking back control of my life. Yeah. 
the having the confidence to sack the boss that was the most scariest day ever I think okay. just basically saying look you know what you can do with your job yeah so there were, you know I've heard Tony Robbins about uh burn the boat okay you know, people say uh, burn the bridge I don't burn them I blow them up there's no way <laughs> I made a decision some TNT yeah 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 some t- well I did TNT and drove home going why because <laughs> I was working full-time and and I'd got my little dog grooming business, but I didn't have the confidence to make that business. Yeah. Um, and having that do one. Yeah. Was, oh my God, I could lose my house. I could lose everything. And, but I made it happen. Yeah. So for me, the, the, it's the insight of knowing that I have got the strength to do whatever I want. Yeah. It's that self-belief, isn't it? Yeah. And looking back on what you've managed to pull yourself through, not only pull yourself through, but grow yourself through, yeah. you know, is, is really, really amazing to see. Thank you, darling. You're Thank welcome. You. But there, there's, there's been quite a few insights, quite a few, you know, the biggest, like say, the no is a full sentence. Yeah. Thinking I was brought up with families, everything. Yeah. You know, um, I've learned different. Family is blood. The family that I have are the people that I choose. Don't yes, get me wrong, exactly. I've got an incredible family. I love them all. My mm-hmm. aunties, my uncles, my cousins, I love them all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certain members of family, you, you've got to have those people that are there for you, not against yeah. you. So yeah, that's absolutely. Really for me as well, because mm-hmm. as soon as I got rid of the mood hoovers, mm-hmm. everything started to become brighter. Oh, bless you. So, Angie, if you could go back to that woman when everything, when all the shit was hitting the fan and you were at your lowest, if you could go back to her, to yourself, what would you say? What the F are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, um, go back to the person I was before I got into personal development. I'd give her a... Ooh, you've just triggered me now. (laughs) Sorry. It's fine. I'd give her a big hug and tell her she's loved. Absolutely. At the time, I didn't feel loved at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't think I'd be okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I would go back to her, give her a huge hug, tell her it's going to be okay, and that I love Mm -hmm. her. And she's loved. And can you imagine, this sounds really bizarre, but can you imagine her seeing you now and seeing what she's (laughs) achieved? No. It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Far <laughs> from seriously, you know, when I said I talk, uh, I hated the world and everybody. Um, I remember when I, I went to one of my first webinar uh, seminars that I've been introduced to. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I like coloured stuff. I like my tight dyed stuff. I'm a bit of a hippie at heart, but I turned up in all my hippie stuff with a pint in my hand. This is like twelve o'clock in the afternoon. I'd got a pint. I do drink pints. I know before people be like woman drink pint. I know it's like the norm now, but yeah. At one point, you don't drink pints, you're not allowed to drink pints. You can do one, I'm drinking a pint. <laughs> and I remember watching all these people getting up and singing and dancing and happy, clappy crap is what I called it. And I just thought, what the now have I got myself into, really? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so no, me meeting my old self now, <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> my old self would say to my new self. Not <laughs> I new self would say to my old self, but yeah wow that is a that is something for me to think about yeah hugely because I don't know what my old self would say 
I'm sure she'd be really proud. Do one. <laughs> Let's do one. Just do one. I don't want oh. you. You're too, you're too happy for me. Go away. I need some gloom and gloom. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. I know when I I do have my moments of clarity and sit and you know I get I get silent a hell of a lot. Yeah. And I do have to. I do. My best friend says it. Get the boohoo's out. Okay. And you know I say to people it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. Okay being not a robot. And I look back. And I look back at who I used to work. I look back at my daughter, how she was at the time. Mm-hmm. I look back at the financial stuff. You know, I was £20,000 in debt. And I was moving from credit card to credit card, from loan to loan. Yeah. And it was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I say I was building somebody else's future, my own internal prison. Yeah. What I mean, isn't in prison, isn't in metal. I mean, literally underground. Yeah, that's how I felt. That's where where I was. Yeah, but when I look back and I look at, do I regret it? Not a chance. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. It's I, made I, you I, who you are today. Yeah, I, I I actually can you know not in this dispute. Look at me, I'm amazeballs. I can actually hand on heart put my hand on my heart and say I am extremely proud of myself. Oh. I've never said before. Yeah, never said absolutely because that self belief is there now. Everybody's got the right to say that they're proud of themselves. Yeah, of course they have. Oh, you're so lovely. You didn't make me cry. (laughs) Only nearly. (laughs) So Angie, if um, for anyone who's wanting to work with you and wanting to find out more, where can they find you? Well, I've got my website, which is www.growthdevelopmentfoundation.co.uk. I have to remember this because sometimes I miss this. Um, uh, They can find me, Growth Development Foundation, on Facebook and on Instagram, or they can find me as Angie Simmons on LinkedIn. Fabulous. I shall put all the links in the show notes for you as well, so people can click straight through. Um, Well, Angie, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you today. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much for inviting me, my darling. I Thank really you. Appreciate it. Oh, I shall speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.